Well, good morning, church. How we doing? Feeling all right? All right. Everyone online, got to say hi to you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you got a good cup of tea or cocoa or coffee or something. You're snuggled in. And uh, here's the deal. Here's a question for this. Well, first of all, who on earth am I and why should you care? My name's Brandon. I'm the lead pastor of Alliance Church Hortonville. And to say I'm excited and happy to be with you guys today is an absolute understatement. Here's my question for the morning. What does it mean to honor your father and mother as an adult? That last part's the important part of the question. What does it mean to honor your father and mother as an adult? In other words, what, what should parents expect from adult children, and what should adult children give to parents? I tell you, you know, people come to me as, just as a pastor or a friend or a brother in Christ, a fellow human being. People come to me with uh, all sorts of different issues, uh, sometimes theological, sometimes relational, sometimes practical, sometimes stuff I have no business answering. Like if you're like, hey, my transmission's making a funny noise, I call a mechanic, like, don't, come, don't come to me. But you know what the, I think the number one issue people come and talk to me about is? Hands down, the most common issue people bring to me and wanna talk through has to do with navigating the relational dynamic between the parent and the adult child. I get this all the time. Whether it's the parent coming and saying, I, you know, I've got this or that challenge with my adult child and I just don't know what to do. Or it's maybe the adult child saying, I'm having this or that challenge with my parent and I just, I don't know how to do this. Now we all, this is an area where everyone feels it. And what, why is that? Well, we've all got parents, or we all at least had parents. And I got news, they're all sinners. And I got more news, we're all sinners. And sinner plus sinner plus sinner plus, you know, it doesn't equal less sin. So we, so we all feel this, so I wanna dive into the topic. But I gotta be honest with you first, I gotta let you in on two little secrets. First, little secret here is that uh, they don't teach this stuff in pastor school. They just, they don't cover it. The second little secret is that I haven't fully mastered this in my own life. Like if my mom were here and you said, hey, Tani, you know, Brandon, he's a wonderful guy. You're a wonderful woman. You guys are both believers. You must, your, your relationship must be just about perfect, right? You know, my mom and I would just look at each other and we'd have a good laugh. Because it's just not the case. So I'm not the expert, and I haven't fully mastered this in my life. But because this is such a common friction point in our lives, I want, I want to dive into it. And what I want to offer you today is a biblical framework for viewing the relationship between a parent and an adult child. I want to give you a framework, not a checklist, not, not a set of do this, don't do that. Here are three easy things to have a good relationship with your, with your adult child or anything like that. Why well, do I want to give you a framework and not a checklist? Well, this is a nuanced and, com and complex conversation, isn't it? Just think about all the, the, the countless variables that, are, that, that factor in. Age, phase of life country you grew up in, culture you grew up in, generation you belong to, 
unique sin patterns in the family, uh, unique trauma you've experienced, unique ways you show and express love, right? All this factors into how honor is shown and received. Like, I, I shouldn't have to explain this too heavily, but honor is very different in Japan than it, than it is in Paraguay, I assume. I've never been to either place, but honor for my dear Hmong brother, when he talks about how he, how he grew up and what it was like, boy, it was way different than what I experienced. Honor your mother is very different when you're 19 and she's 44 versus when you're 65 and she's 90. When you're single, honor your mother and father is different than when, say, you get married. It changes, doesn't it? You, you have kids of your own. The, the, the relationship changes and showing honor changes. And then there's also, you got to factor in the, 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 the sin and the dysfunction and all that. What if your parents are jerks? <laughs> I don't know who laughed right there, but <laughs> what if they're not believers? What does it mean to show them honor? What if, what if your parents live in a way that you don't approve of? You can ask all those same questions of the child too, can't you? What if your adult child is a jerk? What if, what if they live in a way they don't, that you don't approve of? What if they're not believers? What, is it, what, what should you expect from them? How do you do that relationship? What if, what if he won't talk to me anymore? There's so many challenges, and, and we, we've all been through different stuff, and all, all I'm saying is that all of this factors in and makes this a really complicated conversation. So I, I just don't want to reduce it to a checklist, and I encourage you to avoid reducing this relationship to a checklist as well. So instead of a checklist, here's what I want to give you. I want to give you a pair of, of theological spectacles, okay? Well, fun fact about me. My eyesight is just bad enough that they can sell me a pair of glasses, uh, but not bad enough that I actually will wear them ever. So <laughs> but I wanna, what I want to give you here is, is just a kind of a pair of Bible glasses that you can carry around, and, and, and it, it'll just help you see this relationship God's way. So normally I preach one passage, but today I'm going to preach two passages because I want to give you a pair of spectacles and not a monocle. All right, so I'm going to read both of them, and then I'm going to pray. And when I pray, I challenge you to pray with me in your heart. Would you, would you dare to say this prayer? God, if you have something to say to me this morning, help me hear it. We all pray that together, and then we'll look at these two verses a little more closely. And my simple goal for you is this, that seeing the relationship through the lenses of God's word would help uh, change your experience of this relationship for the better. That's my goal. All right, so let's read them here and then pray. F the first verse is Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The second verse, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. 
So would you bow your head and pray with me now? Lord, we, we've all got parents, or at least we had parents. They were sinners. We're sinners. Uh, this seems to be a universal problem, Lord, that navigating the relationship between parents and adult children, it, it, it's a challenge. But God, we want to be faithful to your word. We want to honor you well. We want to do this relationship well. We want to experience joy in this relationship. We want to do things your way. And so would you help us in this, Lord? If you've got anything to say to me, if you've got anything to say to anyone else in this room today, Lord, would you help us hear you? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what these two verses do here is depict adult children moving in two opposing directions regarding their parents. The process that in one verse, the children are moving away from the parent or parents, and in the other verse, the children are moving toward their parents. And what that does is create a tension that I believe you have to hold if you want to succeed in doing this relationship God's way. You have to hold this tension if you want to, want to succeed in doing the parent-adult-child relationship God's way. So let's, let's look at these two lenses. I'll call the first one the creation lens and the second one the commandment lens, okay? So let's, let's look at the creation lens first. Through the creation lens, the lens of God's created design, we see the child moving away from the parent in separation. And separation is the key word there. Let's look at the verse here. This, um, we don't put it up yet here. The, what's the context of the, the verse first? What's going on in, in this verse? Well, God has just created man and woman. And then the author of Genesis comments, uh, makes this comment based on the way God has created them. And he says, Genesis 2.24, he says, therefore... In other words, because God created them like this. This is how he did it. Therefore, because of that, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So let me just ask you, according to, according to this verse right here, um, what is the trajectory in life, what's the trajectory of a child? It's away from the parents, isn't it? A man shall leave his father and mother. It's, it's a trajectory of separation. You, you gotta understand, theologically, when two people get married, a, uh, two families aren't joined per se. What's happening here is that a new family is being created. You see, when a, when a man leaves his father and mother and holds fast to his wife, they create and they enter into a new covenant. And, and, and so that, that kind of creates a new family. And they, right, they make vows, they kiss, they consummate the marriage, and what happens? Immediate family becomes extended family. And the man and the woman, by entering a, a new covenant, become a new family. So that is the trajectory of the design of the universe, the way God created it. In other words, if, you're, if you have a son, you're not raising a boy, you're raising a man. And if God wills one day a husband 
and maybe a father. If you have a daughter, you're not raising a girl. You're raising a woman. And if God wills one day, maybe a mother, maybe a wife. And this is how God designed the, the world to work. And so it's important to know that it's, you got to know that this was the design before sin entered the world and wrecked everything. You got to know that. Like at this point in human history, God looks at it all and he says, that is very good. So the trajectory of separation is good because it's part of God's design. Now let's, let's look at the second lens here. Let's look at the commandment lens. Through the lens of God's command, we see the child moving toward the parent in honor. Now, what's going on here? You got to know the context uh, of, of any verse you read. And this uh, Exodus 20, 12 is uh, the fifth commandment. And the Ten Commandments, when were they given? You read, think back, do a little history lesson. When were the Ten Commandments given? Well, God had just saved his people out of slavery in Egypt. And what's he doing? He's going to bring them into a new land. And they're going to form a new society. And in that society, they're going to do things God's way. And that will glorify him. In other words, the nations around Israel would look at God's people doing life God's way. And they would conclude, wow, they must have a wonderful God. And God says, here's, here's, here's one of my non-negotiables. This is one of the top ten. Honor your father and your mother. And then he attaches this promise to it even. He says, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Here's a question. What age group is he talking to there? Is Moses sitting down with the Israelite you know, uh, preschoolers or something? And finishing their finger paintings, and he's saying, okay, guys, now you remember when you go out and honor your mother and father this week, is that what's going on? No, he's talking to adults primarily, and most specifically, he's talking to adult men. He's saying, men, in my society, doing things my way will include you leading the way in honoring mother and father. You see, God knows that a society that dishonors mother and father will also dishonor him. You process that? We always interact with God with, with what we think of our parents. A society that dishonors mother and father will dishonor God. And God also knows that a society that dishonors parents digs its own grave. Why is that? Well, statistically, 100% of people who live long enough eventually get old. That means that a generation that creates a society in which their elderly are cast aside will in due time be cast aside themselves. And how do you sum up the Ten Commandments? Just love God. Love your neighbor. Do you know your parents are the first neighbors you ever have? And generally, you are the last neighbor they will ever have. There's this sort of cradled grave dynamic of this relationship that exists in, in, in no other sphere. So God wants his people to honor their parents. So the first question we better ask if, we're, if we want to actually obey this 
the very first question we better ask is, what on earth does honor mean? But I can't just do it if I don't know what honor actually means. In, he, in, in Hebrew, the word here means treat as if they carry weight, as if they're heavy. Now, don't say, Mom, you're heavy. I'm going to treat you like that. It's not going to work. The weightiness there speaks of importance treating them as if they are important. The opposite would be to make light of them, to treat them as if they're unimportant. So the idea of honoring is acknowledging that they occupy a special place in society and in our lives, and then therefore honor makes the decision to be respectful and to care for them. So honor really, it comes down to, it's a posture of heart that affects our attitudes, our words, and our actions. You process that? Honor is a, is a posture of heart that affects our attitudes, our words, and our actions. Sometimes it, uh, it'll even hit, hit our bank accounts. I'll get to that. So who then can honor parents? We all can. We can all honor our parents. Now, don't write me off. If you got like the worst dad on the planet, don't write me off yet, okay? We'll get there. But listen, we can all honor them. But here's the deal. Here's what you got to know. You understand these two lenses. You realize that the way we show honor will be different. We can all honor, but the way we show that honor will be different. So to navigate this, this nuance we are required to view the relationship through these two lenses, creation and command, separation and honor. And what these two lenses do is bring the view of the relationship into focus. Like if you're nearsighted in one eye and farsighted in the other, a good set of corrective lenses will bring those right into focus. And think about this. If God designed the world to work like this and then he commanded his people to do this, that means that it is possible to do this in this world. In other words, it is possible to honor parents in the context of separation. Parents, it is possible to receive honor and for you to honor that separation. Both is possible. Both is necessary. I would say, I would argue strongly that this thing doesn't work unless we have both. Like if it were honor only, think about this. If it were commanded honor only, parents could keep adult children under their control as if they were still little kids. But if it were separation only, adult children could say sayonara and have no obligation to their parents whatsoever. But it's both. And so... What does this mean for us when we look at this relationship through these glasses? What do we see? Well, I think the first thing we see is that we've got to continually examine this relationship through these lenses and adjust our understanding of honor accordingly. Honor, for example, matures as we age, as children leave father and mother, um, they move from dependence to independence. 
They move from being under authority to being autonomous. And so honor evolves with the changing relationship. So what does it mean to honor your parent as an adult child? Let's start with a handful of things it doesn't mean. Let's get this out of the way first. Here's a handful of things honor doesn't mean for adult children. Honor doesn't mean obedience. Think about this. For my nine-year-old son, what does honor look like? If I say, hey, son, run up there and clean your room. For him, what honor looks like, okay, pops, and he goes and cleans his room. It's just obedience, maybe with a little bit of joy, a little respect, but it's just obedience. But that's not the case for an adult, is it? Honor doesn't mean submission. Honor doesn't mean agreeing with them in everything. You know what else honor doesn't mean? Honor doesn't mean rewriting the past. You know, it doesn't, doesn't honor anyone to lie about them, right? We know that. You know, that applies not just to lies that would defame them, but also to lies that would give a falsely positive view of them. Like, we can honor and still deal honestly with the facts. We can, we can on, in fact, honor demands honesty. This, this honest treatment is never honoring. So honor doesn't mean you ignore sin in their life. Honor doesn't mean you act like there's someone they're not. Frankly, honor doesn't even mean liking them. You know, you can show honor to someone even if you don't like them, right? Now, it's super helpful if you do. Like the whole showing honor process is just a lot more delightful if you actually like them. Uh, so it, it might be helpful to focus on what you find likable rather than uh, focusing on what you would prefer to criticize and faults and so on. Uh, But big picture, honor means you can choose to show respect even if you don't feel it. Now, here's a handful of things that honor will include. I believe honoring mother and father as an adult child will include forgiving. Honor will include choosing to let go of bitterness. Honoring mother and father will include accepting them for who they are rather than resenting them for who they're not. Honor will choose to stop criticizing all their faults. Honor, adult children, will practice gratitude for the good. Honor will stop looking to get from them what we can only get from God. You know, Pastor Brian talked about this in August, but I know you guys were all at a cottage or a lake or something. Um, and he's, he's speaking on this topic, his phenomenal message. He's so sharp. Um, he said this. He said, you know, not forgiving your parents is like never moving out of their basement. Because they, they still kind of control you. He said, it's the same with seeking their approval in every area of life. You can be in your 70s, your parents long since passed away, and still be living for their approval. And then he says this, part of growing up is learning to get your kudos from God alone. 
Boy, that, that hit me. Honoring your parents will include praying for them. Honoring your parents will include asking God for help. Asking God to help you love them. Honor simply comes down to showing, choosing to show respect and doing so in ways they understand respect. Honor also includes, if the time comes and their phase of life demands it, honor might include supporting them. It might include supporting them financially. It might include supporting them emotionally. And I'll say, I'll add this, this is important, in ways that are appropriate and healthy. But just think about the way Jesus severely criticized the Pharisees of his day, the religious of his day, for making a total mockery of the fifth commandment and doing it under the guise of being godly. Man, Jesus flayed him. He says, you're not keeping God's law. You know, conversely, Jesus kept God's law perfectly. We talk about his active obedience, the active obedience of Christ. And this is him proactively doing everything that's necessary to perfectly keep God's law. And how do we see Jesus honoring his mother? Think about this. He's hanging on the cross. And he looks to his mother and he looks to John. And he says, John, you take care of my mother. Hanging on the cross, Jesus still cares for his aging mother, both practically and emotionally. And so that's what I meant by sometimes honor will hit us in the bank account. Honor might fund the nursing home, but I'll tell you this, funding the nursing home without visiting the nursing home misses the point entirely. The support may be emotional, it may be financial. So, adult children, let's, let's evaluate our, our relationships with our parents through these lenses, and then ask God, how can I honor my parents? Now parents, if you have an adult child, what does this mean? How do, what, what do these glasses do? It means you've got to adjust um, your understanding of how the relationship's supposed to work, doesn't it? It means, it means you've got to adjust your expectations. And many parents frustrate their adult kids and then get mad that those kids don't honor them. You're supposed to honor me. <laughs> Good luck with that. The honor demanded is never sincere. You can't make someone honor honor you. You cannot force someone to honor you. I'll tell you what you can do. You can make it a whole lot more difficult. Or you can make it a delight. The choice is yours. Here's a list of surefire ways to frustrate your adult children. I'm just going to rattle these off. A couple things I jotted down. Parents, if you, just, if you just want to tick your kids off, here's what you do. All right, drop in unannounced invade their space, expect constant contact and frequent visits. Here's a, here's a good one. Give critical input about their spouse. Give unsolicited advice about how they're raising their children. 
Buy things for their home without asking. Make unwelcome comments about their body or their diet or their lifestyle. Interfere with their personal life. If you want to spice things up here, you season it, uh, you know, throw a little salt in here maybe, but here's what you do. Throw in some control and some guilt trips and don't miss the chance to use a passive-aggressive comment. <laughs> you guys are all giggling because we all know, man. Every single one of these, here's the deal. Every single one of these is a violation of their desire for separation. And the ironic part is that the parents who do this we're all once upon a time frustrated with their parents for doing the same stuff. The separation has to happen. It's universal. It transcends culture. This is how God designed it. So most adult children aren't going to eat, eat dinner at your house three times a week. They're not going to call twice a day. And they're surely not going to live exactly the way you want them to live. And why is that? It's because they're not in fifth grade anymore. And I tell you, the fastest way to frustrate your adult children is simply to disregard their desire for the separation that God has hardwired into this universe. Now, honoring the separation won't guarantee they show you honor, but it's your end of the deal. It won't guarantee they show you honor, but it's your end of the deal. And I, sh and I tell you, it won't hurt the relationship Disregarding it will. Disregarding it is guaranteed to hurt your relationship. You, you know one other place, is these glasses are just super helpful? Parenting teenagers, young adults. Why is that? This is a challenging time for most parents. Why? Because they're somewhere in between, aren't they? They're not... They're not fully separated, but they're, but they're not little kids anymore. Parents, if your teen wants autonomy, that's a good thing. Coach them through that. You only mess up if you're overly controlling or underly involved. Coach them through that. Don't disappear, but don't be a tyrant either. Now, you know, look at the relationship through those lenses and, and walk them through that. And a... a, a, a Serious word to any of you who may have been um, significantly wounded by your parents or by a parent. Um, maybe they were abusive. M maybe they were just significantly dysfunctional. Uh, but w whatever, whatever the case was, uh, they harmed you there, and there's still, there's still woundedness. I want to say that there are indeed parents whose behavior has been so despicable or so harmful that they forfeit the right to be shown honor. That exists. Now, this is extreme, though. Don't be quick to jump there. If you, if you learn uh, on this topic from TikTok, they'll say, man, as soon as your dad's breath stinks just a little bit and he sends, says something that kind of offends you, cut him out of your life. He's toxic. You don't need that in, in your life. Listen, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's extreme. But know that in the cases where this is truly, uh, truly the case, the command to honor doesn't mean that you have to give them access to your life. 
The command to honor doesn't necessarily mean giving them access to your life. Please reserve that for the more extreme cases, but know that that's the case. And, and what do you do in that situation? How do you, you can still keep this command. How do you honor uh, a parent without giving them access to your life? Guys, I'm gonna pause and I just wanna say, I'm nervous to even talk about this because I feel like people will be too quick to jump there. But I gotta talk about it because there's, there's a small percentage of people who this is really, really serious. How do you do this, if that's you? You can honor the office of parent. You can honor um, the position of parent even if you cannot interact with the person. How do you do that? I got three things for you. First, if there's someone who came in and filled that role, you honor them. If your dad abandoned you at a young age, disappeared, walked out of your life, you haven't heard from him since. Maybe someone else uh, came in and maybe it was just your mom stepped up and she did both jobs. You, f you, you obey the fifth commandment by honoring the person who did your dad's job. S uh, second way is that you forgive and you seek healing. And I would encourage you to do so with the help of a guide counselor or someone who can walk with you, help you, help you navigate all the emotion and so on. But big picture, you don't let the bitterness win. You don't let the resentment win. And then the third way you honor the office of parent is that you leave a better legacy. You do better than they did. Whether it's with your own family or just out in society. You know, whether you have wonderful parents or terrible parents or most of us are somewhere in between. One of the most honoring things you can do is take the good, whatever is there, take the good and improve upon it and pass it down. And you know what? Maybe the next generation will do even better. Praise God. But one of the most honoring things we can do is leave a legacy. What, you know, one of the most honoring things you can do is break the cycle of family sin patterns. One of the most honoring things you can do is shut the valve of sin off and, 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 and make it stop flowing down to other generations. And, and, and let, let sin stop with you. Break the, break the chain and give your kids something better. Give society something better. Anyways, but for, for the, the average person who their, their relationship with the parent and the adult child or vice versa is somewhere in between wonderful and terrible, somewhere in there. Here's the key to navigating this relationship. Are you guys ready for it? Both sides, here's the key right there. Communicate. You just ha you have to communicate. And how do you communicate? with compassion and clarity, both. Compassion, meaning you communicate lovingly, and clarity, confidence, okay? Um, young adults, those of you who are, uh, they're probably not at this service, they didn't wake up early enough, right? I'll, I'll, I'll mention them in the next one. But adults who are moving towards separation, 
And if you're, you're frustrated that your parents still do things that make you feel like a child, listen, they can't read your minds. You have to communicate. Parents, who, those of you who feel dishonored by your adult child or by a certain dynamic of your relationship with your adult child, they can't read your minds. You gotta communicate clearly and compassionately. Hints and subtle hints and passive aggressive comments and stuff like this, they don't, they don't help. They don't, they don't accomplish anything. You gotta communicate. Here's, here's a relationship 101 sentence that every parent and adult child need to learn how to say. Both sides need to learn how to say this. This is just relationship 101. This is nothing revolutionary, but relationship 101 says, both sides need to learn how to say this sentence. When you fill in the blank, I feel fill in the blank. When, when you make comments like this, I feel dishonored. When you go three months without calling, I feel Dishonored. When you, when you show up unannounced, I, I feel like you're invading my, my privacy. You got to learn how to do this when you do whatever. I feel blah, blah, blah. Because what, you know what that says? That allows the person's action uh, to, to not be accused with a, a, a motive. It allows you to just say, I don't know if it's what you're trying to do or not. But that's how it's hitting me. I don't know if that's, I, I, you're probably not trying to destroy my life, but it kind of feels like it is. All right? Both sides need to learn how to communicate with clarity and compassion. So, my challenge to you this morning, church, is this Would you evaluate your parent adult child relationship through the lenses of honor and separation? And anything that the Lord would have you adjust, would you make that adjustment? And would you communicate? Let's uh, close in prayer, and then let's move on with our day. Lord, this is such a common challenge. And there's no easy, quick solution. We need your help. We see, Lord, that you designed the universe for children to move away from their parents, but then you also command us to honor our parents. And then sin enters it, and selfishness comes along, and greed, and pride, and ego, and all of it comes in. It's just, it's a, it gets messy. And uh, we want to do a better job, Lord. We, we want to honor you in the way we interact with our, our parents, the way we interact with our adult children. And we want to experience more joy in those relationships. We need your help. So would you come help us in this? By your spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. May God richly bless you, church. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Sunday.